Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having an absolutely spectacular, spectacular week as we get ready for the division round of the NFL. Yes, we also have the national championship game. Joel Klatt will help get us ready for Ohio State, Alabama. Plus, we'll get his sense of, of these, these young quarterbacks. It's interesting, right? The quarterbacks in their third year doing quite well. Quarterbacks in their fourth year, not so much. Second year, not so much. It's, it's interesting. They Three of them won this weekend. And then some old heads won. And then, uh, I mean, John, John uh, Wolford goes from, like, hero to in the hospital in the same game. You're like, oh, my gosh, this, is, this sport is crazy. A lot to get to. Let, let me bring this up. And there are certain guys in sports which it is sacrilege to be critical of because we've decided who they are and how good they are. Steph Curry in basketball. In, in baseball. I'm trying to think who it is in baseball. Trout, probably in baseball, right? Um, and in football, I feel like Russell Wilson's that guy. Now, look, I think Mike Trout's the greatest baseball player I've ever seen. I think he's great. And if you've ever been to a Mike Trout baseball game, you're like, no, that's mean angels. Okay, whatever. When he steps to the plate, there's an energy to it. There's an energy to it. But, but he's had massive slumps. He's had slumps. 
He's had times when he didn't play well. He missed the cutoff man. There's, there's, there's things that he's done. And look, it's not his fault. The Angels have been poorly run. And But I mean, if he really wanted the Angels to be better, couldn't you defer a bunch of your money and say, hey, I'll have it in a, a handshake agreement. I'll take 20 a year for 30 years. But I need you to use that other 20 to go get me some pitchers. Maybe he thinks already he's got enough money. Doesn't matter in basketball. And look, Steph was unbelievable last weekend into the weekend. He was bad offensively yesterday and they end up winning, but Steph Curry is not a perfect player. He doesn't, he's not always easy to play with. He doesn't always, you know, Jason McIntyre is a friend calls him the second greatest point guard of all time. I assume he means magic is the greatest point guard of all time, whatever, but he's not really a point guard. Certain things he doesn't do. He, he can be loose with the basketball. He's not great at guarding a guy. He, goes, he can go through these slumps and you can take away some of the things he does at times. He's great. Russell Wilson is kind of that, and, and for different reasons, right? Different reasons we can't criticize him. Mariano Rivera is a guy in baseball. We, like, we can't be critical, and I love Mariano Rivera, but if you look at the two world, the, the, when the Red Sox came back, the comeback started because Mariano Rivera blew a save. When they lost to the Arizona Dimebacks, it was because Mariano Rivera blew a save. He could still be the greatest guy of all time. Russell Wilson has had a magnificent career. He started as a game manager, and then he grew into a star quarterback. And he earned the respect of so many who cover the league, guys who are in the league who really kind of push back against him early, like his defense. But Russell Wilson's last nine games, nine, that's that's. Over half a season, right? There's 16 games in the season. My math is nine is more than half a season. So that includes the playoffs. 6.8 yards per attempt, 229 yards passing a game, 14 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Those are pedestrian numbers. Now, did their offensive backfield change? Sure. But they actually built a better defense to help him. His skill position players were much the same, especially DK Metcalf. Now, can we say, hey, DK Metcalf's still young and some of his flaws were on display? Yes, yes. Like, look, DK Metcalf is a great talent. And obviously he fell too far in the draft based upon how successful he's been thus far in the NFL. But what people said was like, look, if you can come somewhere close to matching him physically, because physically he's a freak and he's just not great in and out of routes. He's just not, he's, he's not David Boston where he's a, he's such a Hulk that he, he has no wiggle to his hips, but that's just not what he's great at. And so the Jalen Ramsey's of the world, the physical elite cornerbacks who can push him a little bit, who can run with him some that they can be a point of frustration for him. And he can, he can get frustrated. So it's not all on Russell Wilson, but again, at the end of the day, like, look, we started the season with let Russ cook. We end the season with 14 touchdowns and seven interceptions in the last nine games. It doesn't work. This is my, this is the, the basis of my Deshaun Watson take the basis of, you know, and Deshaun Watson's like, look, we're sitting here and going like, man, how did they add the bears draft Mitchell Trubisky ahead of him? I'm not, I'm not arguing with you. Deshaun's better than Mitchell Trubisky. I got no argument there, but he's the second highest paid player in the NFL. Some of the failings of his team his franchise fall on his shoulders fall on his shoulders. The same thing is true for Dak. Right? Like we're still enamored with Dak because well, he's a fourth round pick. He's a fourth round pick because he wasn't that sharp in college as a thrower. He was a runner who became a thrower. And oh yeah, by the way, the reason he dropped in the draft was among other things, he got a DUI right before the draft. So he takes over a team that was a Super Bowl caliber team built for Tony Romo's last run. Romo gets hurt on like one hit in the preseason against the Seahawks. And he takes it and runs. And what we're so infatuated with the story, we're like, well, is Dak really that good? We, I give a pass. Even this year, you've put up numbers. They weren't winning games. Last year, they only beat the bad teams. Like, it, it doesn't work where you only get the good and none of the bad. This has been my, my thing in, in broadcasting. And it's the same thing when I, when I, when I coach. People want uh, positive reinforcement. Okay, but that's not the way the real world works when like, things aren't going well. Sometimes it, it even can be the best player or the most important player. Oftentimes it is.
Sometimes it's not. You know, football is tricky because if you, you don't have the ball, right? You just don't. Like it, we're talking about, well, Mahomes is going against uh, Baker Mayfield. and Baker Mayfield was his host when he went to Texas Tech and then they played against each other, Texas Tech in, in Oklahoma and Pat Mahomes put up 700 and something yards and Baker, but Baker won the game. Like they never played against each other. They were playing on opposite ends, uh, opposite teams, but Baker didn't play against Pat Mahomes. He played against the Tech defense, which was defenseless. But I think it's fair to say like, well, okay, the Seahawks haven't been good. Like Russell Wilson was 11 of 27. He did not play well. They had other issues. You know, Chris Carson actually wasn't terrible running the football. Wasn't. And they, and, and I'm not going to say they didn't have other issues. But bro, go, go and just go and look. Go and look. And some of the teams that he that he beat aren't great. I mean, th- those stats the last uh, month of the last half season. Remember, four of the touchdown passes. Remember, he had how many touchdown passes? Fourteen. Do you know four of them came against the Jets? I mean, the teams that they beat over that stretch. Arizona, non-playoff team. Philadelphia, non-playoff team. Giants they lost to, non-playoff team. Jets, one of the worst team in football. Or second worst team in football, whatever. Washington, playoff team. He had 121 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception. Beat the Rams. Beat the Niners, who aren't the same, but two touchdown passes, no interceptions. And then wasn't good against the Rams. And, you know, it was a home game. There's no crowd noise. Yes, Aaron Donald is an absolute monster. But it's not like they didn't know Aaron Donald was a monster. They played against him twice this season. I'm not putting all of the failures on his shoulders. But it is interesting that the let Russ cook, he had 40 touchdown passes this season, right? 40. The first three weeks of the season, he had 14. Do you know who they played? Atlanta, New England, and Dallas. Ramos, you're not a stats guy, but just general sense. Atlanta, New England, Dallas. Good teams or bad teams? I would say bad off the top of my head. Yes. Awful. Awful. You know, the let Russ cook era. The let Russ cook era was the first five games of the season. Atlanta, New England, Dallas, Miami, Minnesota. That's the let Russ cook era. What do all those teams have in common? They did not make the playoffs. The four touchdown passes against the Jets and San Francisco, like San Francisco lost half their defense at that point in the season, including their arguably the best defensive player in football, not named Aaron Donald, right? Nick Bosa. He loaded up against bad teams and against good teams. He was fine. He was okay. I can like Russ and say he was not a, not a superstar. He wasn't a star. He might not have even been not not just great. He might not have been good late in the year. He's okay. No one should be beyond criticism. No one. No matter how good the story is. He's at NC State. You know, O'Brien tells him that he's got to not go play baseball in the summer. He, may, he, he leaves. He goes to Wisconsin. They win a Rose Bowl. He gets underrated because of his size coming out and he's a third round pick and he beats out Matt Flynn and he starts in two Super Bowls and they might've won a second Super Bowl if they hand the ball to Marshawn Lynch or whatever. He even got a pass on that. This is how much Russell Wilson gets a pass. The Malcolm Butler interception. Now, part of it is he's small and he can't see. So he had to throw, but if that ball, that ball's supposed to be thrown low. If it's low, there's no chance unless it's deflected up in the air, it gets intercepted. Instead, it's at about eye level and Malcolm Butler steps in front, takes it. No one has ever said, hey, Russell Wilson doesn't have to throw that ball if he sees Malcolm Butler making a break on it. This is, we, we tell this to basketball players all the time. Don't be a robot. Just because you call a play doesn't mean you have to run it if the defense guesses it. Same thing in football. But Russell Wilson gets a pass because we like Russell Wilson. Not here. I like Russell Wilson. I think he's great. Not beyond reproach. 
14 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and four of those touchdowns were against the Jets over the last nine games of the season. Tell me where the superstar is. I don't see it. Based upon actual performance, not reputation. Coming up next on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Have we seen the last of a future Hall of Fame quarterback? It's a hard question. I'll answer it next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Doug Alley Show, Fox Sports Radio. <sighs> what should the Steelers do with Big Ben? I'll tell you next. But first, men across America love Tommy John underwear because they keep um, <clears throat> everything in place, right? No more flopping or sticking to yourself and 
women love that they make uh, guys look good too in 2021 you can make everyone happy with tommy john when you start every morning in tommy john underwear so much more comfortable with dozens of comfort innovations once you've tried tommy john underwear you're never going back Try breathable, lightweight, moisture-wicking fabric with four times the stretch of competing competing brands, so it um, moves with you. Tommy John underwear comes in non-rolling waistbands for the perfect fit. The legs never ride up, and each of Tommy John's 13 million pairs of underwear sold are covered by a no-wedgie guarantee. It doesn't make that promise when you go into a high school locker room. I just want to point that out. And there's no risk with Tommy John, the best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free guarantee. Go to TommyJohn.com slash Doug and save 15% on your first order. Go right now while you're listening. Save 15% your first order. TommyJohn.com slash Doug. That's TommyJohn.com slash Doug. See site for details. Um, Look, here's here's the deal with Big Ben. I know he was crying and I think we, we all make assumptions on what crying means to the player. Oh, it means he's, that's the last time he's going to play. It's the last time he's going to play or he let the team down and that's why he's crying or he's just a big baby. He's crying or with me, it's like, man, I think you cry because you care. There's also the possibility and maybe even the likelihood. They have a bunch of free agents. They have a bunch of free agents. And Bud Dupree is one of them. His injury dramatically changed, much like Ryan Shazier's terrible injury four or five years ago, dramatically changed the trajectory of this defense. The same can be said for Devin Bush. But the likelihood is they're going to have to reform, reformulate themselves. Reformulate themselves. They cannot run the football and they're going to have to. And their wide receivers are free agents. So there's some hard decisions to make. But the Big Ben is done. Maybe. The problem is there's a $41 million cap hit. $41 million. And I know people are like, well, you know, he re- he retires and that ca- that's not the way it works. <laughs> because if that was the case, then everyone would sign their quarterback to a long-term contract where as soon as they retired, it went away from the cap. No, you just keep pushing the cap. Eventually, the cap's going to catch up to you. And it's cutting up to the Steelers. You know, what what the Steelers are going to go through next year is what the Patriots went through this year. The, the only difference is that Brady's cap hit wasn't $41 million, wasn't as severe. But look at their look at everybody talk about their roster like yeah you know they really didn't have the roster but they didn't have the cap space so there's not too much they could do about it and then they had the eight, eight opt-outs they'll be like the patriots if tom brady stayed and they didn't have the eight opt-outs they'll be fine they'll be able to compete that went to super bowl and that's what i believe he was crying about it, it wasn't that it was over it's that the, the likelihood of competing for a super bowl is over he had he had an 11-0 team and Dupree got hurt and then probably should have beaten the Browns last game of the season. Probably should have played those dudes. Probably should have played those dudes. You play those, then you beat those dudes, then you don't have to play those guys in the playoffs. But they did the Steelers thing where they're like, the Browns is the Browns and not these Browns. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. So no Russell Westbrook, there's talks of trading Brad Beal and then no one's seen or heard from 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 Kyrie Irving, right? Kyrie Irving was the last three three games with personal reasons where he needed a, a mental health day, but he failed to tell his head coach. Right? Like, can, can you, Bayer, can you imagine that? Like, that is, everyone thinks, like, if you need a mental health day, like, dude, go. But imagine, like, if I texted music and you... And didn't tell Scott. <laughs> yeah. Scott's like, where's Gottlieb? Like, uh, he told us he was taking a mental health day. You, okay. Like, do you, can you imagine how furious he would rightfully be? Yeah, there's <laughs> there's a lot there. Doesn't just, just keep someone in the loop. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. Now, look, three games. That's a lot. That's a mental health week. All right, we'll get more on that up- upcoming. Let me welcome in my man, Joel Clad, who joins us in the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. You obviously covered Baker uh covered covered Baker a ton in college at, at Fox. Um and you know, 
look, you played at a high level as well, you know, and you've covered the NFL. How big do you think that was not just to win a playoff game, but to play well, that's big. And to do it in Pittsburgh, granted, no fans, but to do it in Pittsburgh. I think maybe even more so than in Pittsburgh because of the fan, you know, issue or lack thereof is against a guy that's won Super Bowls. You know, I think that we focus so much on, on quarterback play and rightfully so, but I think it's a, it's a huge deal when, when a guy finally beats another guy that has rings. I think that that does amazing things for, not only that player's confidence, in this case, Baker, but for the team's confidence, for the organization's confidence. Like, hey, we, this is working. This is, this is happening. We're on the right track. And, and, you know, I think that until that happens, you, you don't know. Like, the Browns knew they were better, right, Doug? Right? Like, like they knew, they're like, hey, yeah, we're, we're a much better team than we were, but is this going to work? I think those are two different things. Are we better or is this going to work? Because let's be – Let's be honest, everybody's in this for the confetti test, and we'll see if it can work moving forward. I don't think he's better than Patrick Mahomes, and I don't think that their roster is better than the Kansas City Chiefs. But having said that, at least you can put a flag in the ground and you can say, hey, this is working, and, and this is a guy that we can continue to build around and through and potentially get to the promised land. Um, one more pro question, but it does relate as well. Matt rule is very well regarded for what he's so far doing in Carolina so much. So that now people are looking for the next Matt rule. They've ta- there's been talk of Lincoln Riley that seems to have died, died down. Although there there's a, a one report Philadelphia that he'd be somebody they'd look at. Now that job's open. If, if you were to say, if a GM was to call you and says, Clat, you, you, you do this thing for a living at the highest level. You're going to call one guy to be a pro coach from college, who would it be? Pat Fitzgerald. Why? He, he is... He's Vrabel, he's, right? Well, excuse me? He's Vrabel. Yes. He's, he's incredibly smart. And, and at the college level, here's what you've got to be leery of. If, if you are an NFL team that, that is going after a college guy, it's, it's very similar to the same vein of like, it's really hard to evaluate college quarterbacks that have great players around them, right? Because it's like they're playing a different game than their opponent. The margin is so much different. You know that at, at college basketball, college football, the margin between great players at the college level and average players at the college level is, is huge. You know, there, there is a, a wide disparity between those two versus when you get to the NBA or you get to the NFL. The difference between a great player and an average player in the NFL, that margin is, is nullified uh, to, a, to a great degree. So why I bring that up is I think that you've got to find guys at the NFL level that are succeeding with talent that is not better than their opposition. That tells you that they understand how to do everything well, that they understand schematics and how to gain advantages through schematics. They understand team building and chemistry to get the most out of their team. And so for me, a guy like Pat Fitzgerald fits that mold. A guy like Matt Campbell would fit that mold. Another guy that I would call, and I know it's just been one year, but Jeff Halfley, he's got an NFL background and Jeff Halfley has done a brilliant job at Boston College. Um, nothing against Lincoln Riley or Ryan Day or any of these guys, but <laughs> I hate to say it like this. They're winning nine games in the offseason while they're recruiting. Some of them winning 10, 11 games where they can literally roll their helmets out in some of these conferences and win games regardless of what's going on in the game planning. And I'm not suggesting that any of them do. I just, I just think that when you look at a guy that has to week in and week out win with potentially lesser talent, a guy like Pat Fitzgerald is doing it maybe better than anybody. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very, I, I, that's why I'm, I would be so hesitant if I was many of these guys at the, you know, at the Alabamas, the Clemsons, the Ohio States, the Texases of this world, if you got it rolling, you have better players than the other team nine times in ten, right? Like, I, I, you know, I mean, Urban has shown the ability, I think, to do it. Obviously, he had great talent at Florida, great talent at Ohio State, but he also did it at Utah and at, and at Bowling Green beforehand. And I, I, I think that you, could, you can take his ab- ability to evaluate players uh, as well as manage a coaching staff. And I think that could be very, very valuable, even though he's only been a college coach too. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I, do, I do think that for, 
for the even at Utah, he had better players than this competition, right? Maybe not than the the big boys, but Utah's roster was better than the entire Mountain West at that time. You know that that remember if you go back to the Utah, and I don't, I'm tr- listen, I'm not disparaging these guys. All I'm saying is that you know there is something to these coaches that have to go out there. And when they're winning eight and nine games, it's like it's legit week in and week out that they're having to get the the very most out of their team. Just to give you some sense of of how much better Ohio State is, and let's just take this year for for example. I believe they have fourteen players that were five star recruits out of high school. There, there's only twenty total in the Big Ten, and they have fourteen of them, right? So you know, I mean, it's the same type of disparity in the ACC with Clemson. Clemson has eleven five star players that were recruited out of high school. The entire ACC has fifteen, so eleven of the fifteen are on Clemson's roster. So it's it's just different. I mean that that is, that is a chasm in terms of the difference in talent. A complete chasm. All right. What about tonight? Um, you have Alabama against Ohio State. Justin Fields was amazing last week. Amazing. Uh, but this is a, a an Alabama team which is the opposite of Clemson. Clemson was just a complete talent mismatch in their defensive backfield. And frankly, their offensive line as well. They got dominated in the trenches. The opposite is the case with Alabama. You got maybe the best cover corner in, in college football on, on one side. And, and that's, you know, that, that, that's how Saban builds his team. And the offensive line is outstanding. What do you think about tonight's game? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a fabulous game. I, I really do. I think that Ohio State was so dominant that they made me pause. And that's a huge compliment, right? Because Alabama is a great team. They're the first team in, in our sports history to sweep the individual awards. Did you know that? Like Heisman, Doak, Unitas, no, Belitnikoff, Outland. I mean, they're they're all over there. Thorpe. You know that those those dudes are incredible, and that's an incredible team. There's there's no doubt about it. Having said that, they have one weakness, and that's the fact that when they face and Saban in general, when he faces a quarterback that is mobile at all or an offense that can be explosive and creative, they don't play great defense. Doug, I mean, they didn't against Ole Miss. Um, they didn't against Florida. And, and for that reason, I think Ohio State's going to be able to score. And I think that they'll be able to, to hang, uh, to some extent with Alabama. Florida was with a, within a score. And I don't think Florida's a great team. I really don't. I mean, look at what happened to them against Oklahoma and LSU. I don't care who was on the field. I don't think Florida was a great team. And they were within a score of Alabama. So as great as Alabama is, and, and certain, I'm going to pick them in the game. I'm going to pick them to win. But, I really believe that this is going to be a close game and a high-scoring affair. I don't think Ohio State's secondary is, is going to be a good matchup against the explosiveness of the Alabama wide receivers, in particular if Waddle can be on the field. And I don't think that Bama's defense is going to sit there and stop one of, if not the most balanced team in the country. Ohio State's the only team in the country, Doug, that averaged over 250 yards rushing and passing. Right, like They can beat you a number of different ways. And and I think that they'll put that on display tonight. Yeah, Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, this is this is fascinating to me. Um, we we saw Clemson get get run. I mean, just get absolutely positively run last week. Um, but it some of it was the offensive line wasn't that good. The defensive backfield wasn't wasn't that good. It is. Can we consider Clemson, considering what everybody's told me was there was a talent gap between them and Ohio State? Is that a one-year thing, or is that is is that was the national championship a one-year thing? Um, I I don't think that the talent gap was as large as everyone wants to make it out to be. I I, I think that that's a bit revisionist, to be honest with you. Now I played out their offensive line wasn't that strong. There's, there's no doubt. And their defensive line wasn't as strong as it's been in the past. Having said that, you know, when you look at the most talented rosters in the country, Alabama and Clemson were fairly similar. And when I look, I look at the composite ranking from 24-7, and they're fairly similar. Um, you know, the number one pick in the draft was sitting in the pocket for Clemson. Uh, the number one running back in, in the draft was sitting in the backfield for Clemson. So, I, I pause a little bit and, and uh, at this notion that, like, well, Ohio State was just so much better. Well, 
well, then they're going to be on the equal footing with Alabama. Uh, and, and that's, you know, the way that I say it. I will, I will tell you this. I think that Ohio State has clearly, clearly put itself on that pedestal for, for so long now. We have talked for five, six years. And college football has really been about, like, Alabama and Clemson. Alabama and Clemson. And I think Ohio State has firmly, uh, you know, settled themselves right up there, not only how they're recruiting right now, but also how they're playing. Because uh, let's not. Let's not forget, last year's semifinal game, Clemson escaped that game. And everyone's like, oh, they did. They did. They escaped that game. For two straight years now, Ohio State has largely outplayed Clemson. In the eight quarters that they played football, Ohio State was absolutely the better team for probably six and a half of those quarters. So, you know, at at this point, Ohio State, you could say, is probably the better program. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Did Clemson did did Texas get it right with their hire? You know, I think so. I I think Sark is a good hire. I, I really do. And and it's clear that Crystal Connie had a plan and he kind of waited and was measured with his comments about like, well, Tom Herman is our coach. He didn't say will be our coach, he said is our coach. And he allowed that early signing day, you know, to take place, some gamesmanship there to try to get those recruits in the door. And then he made the change. I personally believe that Steve Sarkeesian is a really, really good hire. Um, I was involved in getting him in front of the athletic director at Colorado. He had that job if he wanted it last year and decided to stay at Alabama. I believe that there was some promises made there, but the job at Texas is bigger than promises made even at Alabama. So, from my standpoint, the guy can recruit. He took a winless Washington team and built them into a nine-game winner and a perennial bowl team who, after he left uh, the Huskies, they were in the playoff two years later, and they've actually kind of descended since then. Uh, so you could say a lot of those players that he recruited were, were responsible for Peterson getting into that playoff. I know he didn't succeed at USC, but from what I've been told, and I've talked with, with guys that not only played for him in the, in the NFL, but also – have played and coached with him uh, in the college level, that he's a changed guy. He had some personal problems, but from what I've been told, those those problems have subsided. So from my point of view, Doug, I got to tell you, I think it's a really good hire, and I think that I think Texas could be really good coming up. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. But again, you had a, you know, like a four-year starter at quarterback. Now you got to start playing mm-hmm. that quarterback thing all over again. That uh, running and- back's good though, man. I tell you, Bajan Robinson is a stud. I think yeah, next and, year he's a top two running back in college football. And look, Charles Thompson's son, who you know the, the, it didn't go well with his bro- his brother at Oklahoma, and he goes to Utah. I mean, he he pl- he played well in the bowl game, and so it gives you some hope at, at quarterback. Uh, but I mean, like, look, when Texas had, uh, Texas had dudes and they had pros at quarterback, that was when Texas was back there yet to get back to to that point. Um, who wins tonight? I think Bama wins. I think they win by three. I'm taking lots of points, bro. I'm taking 45-42. Alabama wins an absolute classic. You're the best, man. Thanks for joining us. Talk soon. I appreciate it. Have a good All one, right. dude. All right. That's uh, Joel Klatt. Great guy. Unbelievable hair. Good father. All the different check marks, right? How impressive was Tom Brady against Washington? Give me my thoughts next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Doug Alley Show, we're on Fox Sports Radio. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. Discover matches all the cash back you earn your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover is accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes, 2020 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Every day at this time, we play for you a portion of a previous show on Fox Sports Radio. We call it... And now... This is Nick Wright talking about Tom Brady and the Buccaneers and their win over the Washington football team. The old man played very, very well in what I would have considered very tough circumstances. And so do I think Tampa can win the Super Bowl? Of course not. Do I think some of the issues they had early in the year are going to come to bite them eventually? I do. But I've been saying Mm. for a month and a half they wouldn't beat Washington and Brady would be a big reason why. And Brady didn't make any significant mistakes. He led critical drives in a game that was closer than I think most people thought. And I got to give the man credit for it. So this was not his last playoff game ever. Next week will be. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like he thinks he's going to retire. I, 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 it's a really tough game. I will point out that playing in New Orleans without fans is going to be massively different. Right? That Not every place is a snake pit. That place is a snake pit. But I, I thought Brady, you know, they gave him enough time and there were times in which he threw absolute lasers. It is interesting that some of their drives failed and they end up having to kick field goals. And Taylor Heineke was kind of the talk of the town, a guy who uh, was, was, was he trying, trying to get a math, math, a master's in math? Like that, that is a terrible master. Somebody should, somebody should tell him otherwise, unless he's going to finance or something. I don't know. But, but the, the point is more, they were, they were a little underwhelming. But it isn't the easiest to go against that defense. And, you know, I, Washington is fascinating because one of the hardest parts to build, they have built. 
Now, the quarterback thing, they, they cut the rookie and they'll get out of Alex Smith or they'll have Alex Smith hang around. And what they do next is fascinating, fascinating. And it's something I want to talk about a little later on in the week and as we get into things. But I would generally agree. I, I, Tom Brady at times has looked just okay. I also thought he kind of dodges a bullet not having to go to Green Bay in the dead of winter. You know, doesn't have to go to Green Bay in the dead of winter. Like that's a, that, that's a win for him. Even though he's going against the Saints team that's beat him twice, I would much prefer to be in a dome than it would be in the freezing cold, no matter how well he's played in the freezing cold. Okay? And a- Antonio Brown has played well in the cold. The fact is at 43, it's different playing in the cold. And those misses on deep throws are, you know, they become bigger misses. What does the fuck say? Doug Gottlieb show rolls on here on Fox Sports Radio. We got a, yes, Ryan Music, go ahead. I guess it, 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 I you don't want to be overly critical in unnecessary situations, but it does feel as though it's like, are we really surprised that the guy that we consider to be the greatest quarterback of all time beat a sub-500 team with like their third or I don't even know what you would consider Heineke at this point, fourth string quarterback? Uh, hmm... Um, and, and again, like I know you sort of put him in a no-win situation because it's like if he loses, it's an epic collapse, and if he wins, but it just sort of feels like it was a very low bar to cross to somehow be incredibly impressed with Tom Brady. No, no, I I, I get it. Um, I I I get it, but we also like it is his first playoff game. It is it's the, the none of those Buccaneers in a Buccaneers uniform had played in a playoff game. It is on the road. It is against a good defensive line, and you know, like there's some other things. And like Washington's one of those games that teams that'll ugly up the game. Yes, Dan Byer. He was the best thing they had Saturday night. Yeah, he was. He was. I mean, he was better than their wide uh, his own wide receivers. Obviously, they didn't have Ronald Jones, but he was better than their running game. He was better than their defense, better than their secondary. Tom Brady was the best thing the Buccaneers had on Saturday. I, I would, I would, I would agree. I, I was a little. I, that's probably a better way of putting it. I was a little overwhelmed at the rest of the Buccaneers. Is that buyer kind of yeah what, what, drops? Yeah. Uh, you know, the Keontae Vaughn uh, fumble uh, in the second half <laughs> doesn't help. Uh, to and this is meant to be no disrespect to Taylor Heineke, but. With that defense and who they are, they kept Antonio Gibson in check, but they didn't keep Taylor Heineke in check. And that yeah. was, you know, and that. Can, can that I offer up? I, I have a question for you, Byer. I have a question for you, Music. And, and Ramos, you can hop in as well. This is just a thought, okay? Keyshawn Vaughn, if, I said Keontae, my bad. But If you, don't worry about it. If you, it's just a thought, okay? And I saw the two when they, did you see the two when they shook hands? You know, yes. Brady went out there, good luck to you, you know, good, almost pat on the top of the head or whatever. Like greatest moment in Taylor Heineke's life is Tom Brady kind of knows my name, sort of, right? But it's just like it's just a thought. I, and I don't know how good he'd be t- long term. Right? But what if, just again, for giggles, you said, hey, look, we're going to give you a contract, okay, for like $2 million for like five years, okay? Tons of incentives maybe in him. If you want, you don't even have to put incentives in him. Like he's literally wasn't going to play football anymore. Let, let me give you like, I'm going to give you a five-year deal, two million a year. Okay. And then you just set up and then you go and get a couple of other of those kind of veteran backups. Maybe a draft one later on in the draft that you feel like you can develop. But the idea is you spend as little as possible on a guy who's fine at quarterback. And then you use all the rest of that money to load up elsewhere. You already have a defensive line. Now you got to build your offensive line. You got Terry McLaurin, you're keeping him. And then you build all those other pieces. Who says no? No one. And it was no one's ever tried it though. True. And and this is interesting because we had Adam Kaplan, our he was, you know, friend of this show, and he was on our show every Sunday here on Fox Sports Radio, our NFL Insider. And uh, we asked him about Taylor Heineke. And he says he remembers talking with Scott Turner, uh, the uh, the Washington offensive coordinator, on about Taylor Heineke back in I think Senior Bowl days, where Kaplan, you know, was like nobody nobody really saw anything, but but Scott Turner loved Taylor Heineke, and it kind of reminds me of these coordinator quarterback matches, you know, like Case Keenum and Pat Shermer, where we think it, you know. They, Maybe Case Keenum isn't, you know, is a nice quarterback, but when him and Pat Shermer get together, look out like that sort of relationship. And to your point, if that would continue, I think it's absolutely worth a shot. Um, may not may not work at thirty one other teams specifically with Taylor Heineke, but 
maybe it works in Washington, especially with the I, way I know. that you lay it out. Like, like, look, that defensive front is so good. And, like, look, they almost beat Tampa, and it's they, still year one of the build process, right? And they're like, all right, we got the defensive front. Now let's figure out kind of the other. Like, that stuff is set. Like, lock those guys in long term. Like, you're good. You're good. Yeah. And it's one of the two hardest things to defensive line, offensive line, quarterback. You get those. The rest of the stuff kind of works out on its own. It really does. Yeah. And like, I thought it was I, a, just, I thought it was an amazing image because now like Chase Young's becoming the face of that team. When Taylor Heineke had that touchdown run to see Chase Young run down to the end zone, point to the camera, you know, with he- like yeah, there was a different energy. I know it's just one game, but I'm not I'm not mad at what you're saying. I think yeah, why not give it a shot? Hmm. Um I, I just I'm I'm all for new ideas that take T, t, you know, t, like take the time and play. Like, look, one of the stories is going to be that that these massive contracts that the three quarterbacks that won there in their third year, somebody's gonna if all three of them are gonna sign big contracts, and somebody's gonna bring that franchise down. Like, what, as good as these guys are, they're helped by the fact they're on rookie deals, and you can spread the money all around. And I just wonder if there's room for somebody to do it with a veteran. That's all. It's the Andy Dalton idea that 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 that, that Colin had. Um, all right, a bunch of things to get to upcoming next, uh, including this, including this. We so often talk about the losers on Monday. This guy's done. This guy blew it. But I think we got to stop and take a breath and realize that two young quarterbacks completely changed the narrative with each of their performances. That's upcoming next in Doug Gottlieb Show. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Avito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.